You got your car? Yeah, I got a rental car. Car keys just in there under the mat? Yeah, yeah, under the mat. Awesome. And then I parked it back at the airport when I left and put the keys under the mat again. That's amazing. I guess you can't drive the car off the island. Yeah, they'll find you. Howdy, it's Wednesday, October 17th, 2018, and this is episode 83 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I have some stuff that I'm very excited to talk about, but first, 1983, pretty dry year in Atlantic City. All the same casinos were open in 1983 as 1982, but two very important things happened in 1983. Do you know what they were? I do not. To change the landscape of Atlantic City forever, although not known at the time in 1983, Kyle Askin was born, <laughs> and and I was born. That's true. Yeah. Kyle Askin and Craig Stone, the two most well-known Atlantic City celebrities <laughs> in history. Both born in the state of Maryland, but don't like that. <laughs> I wasn't born in Maryland. Now, where were you born? I was born in England. Oh. Yeah, man. How about that? I don't know anything about it. I only lived there for a year and a half. So the real question, Craig, would you like to, to make a guess as to what the highest grossing casino in 1983 was? Oh, man. Okay, so the, I know there were there were like nine casinos, I think, at that time. That's correct. There were nine. Uh, Do you want to even try to name all nine casinos? It's going to be really hard. Bally's Park Place. Mm-hmm. Tropicana had just opened. Yep. Uh, I think Playboy Club was still open. Oh, yep. no, no, uh, yeah, still open. So that's what, three? Caesars Regency, was that open yet? Caesars was open, yeah. Okay. It's four. Uh, resorts, obviously, is five. Yep. Oh, man. Um, There's at least two more that you will be like, ah, oh, man, I know that. Claridge. Uh-huh. So three more. One that. of them is is still open now. Still open, open now. What? One of the remaining three is still open now. Well, I mean, I said Caesars and Bally's. I said yeah. resorts. Uh huh. Said Tropicana. Uh oh boy. Three more, and one of them is still open now. The Hilton wasn't open yet, was it? Uh well, the Hilton was not open, but the Golden Nugget was. Oh okay, so yeah okay, all right. That's a good one. So that one's, but so, that one's not open, still open now. Cause that's correct. the gold yes, nugget. That was the, the, Hilton that the gold nugget, which was the Hilton. Yeah, yeah. 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 Two left. I'll give you a hint. So one of them, the entrance to it is still on the boardwalk right next to Caesars. The sands. That's right. That was already open by then. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, was I, the other like, one... I laugh every time I walk by the entrance. That's still just there sitting in the middle of the boardwalk doing nothing. Was the other one the... The other one's still open. Now the Golden Nugget What was like Trump Castle, but it wasn't Trump Castle when it opened. Trump's Marina? Nope. nope, nope, nope. What? Harris? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that should have been obvious. Yeah. Interesting. So that's the nine casinos. So the highest grossing, I'm going to say, was Bally's Park Place. Wrong. 
The Bally's Park Place was in third place. Caesars? Caesars was in fourth place. Okay, I give up. So the highest grossing casino in 1983 was the Golden Nugget. Yes! As it should be. And the second highest grossing was uh, Resorts. Yeah, that's not too surprising. And the lowest grossing by a humongous margin, as it was every single year I think it was open, was the Claridge. (laughs) Yeah. The Claridge, never a successful casino as far as I could tell. Yeah. Hung around for a long time in multiple iterations. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah, how about that? I'm a little annoyed that I couldn't get them all, but yeah, I mean, a few of them would have been tough. I mean, you should have known Harris, though. Yeah, that yeah, that's one of those ones. It's like yeah, it's obvious. It's still open and still the same thing, right? I I talked myself out of. I talked myself into it being some like changed changed Mm -hmm. name thing. Anyways, what should we talk about? Uh, it's your birthday this weekend. It is. Get excited. I've heard that you have a room booked in Atlantic City. So what's going on? So I am actually going. So that's good. That was unclear as of the last episode. So we're going to go down Saturday morning, probably get there right around lunchtime, uh, stay at the Hard Rock in my Rock Royalty free room, guaranteed free room, uh, use my Diamond Celebration dinner and then no play. Bally's where I'm going to use my diamond celebration dinner. Nice. And then probably wake up on Sunday, have some breakfast somewhere, sleep in because we don't have the kids and then have breakfast somewhere and and get out of town. I wouldn't be surprised if we're back on the road up to North Jersey before noon. Are you going to wake up though surrounded by toasted coconut crumbs so the the best part about that is that you're not even the first person to say that to me <laughs> about this trip uh our friend terry just direct messaged me on twitter with a similar message about good luck <laughs> and many breadcrumbs so i mean donut crumbs not breadcrumbs yes uh i'll say the same thing i said to him which is that i hope i'm not you know if there's donut crumbs that's fine but i hope to not be as hungover as i was on that trip right. uh so we'll see the was hard... that another anniversary trip where that happened? Because I, I know it was just you and your wife. I think that was, was that the I think that was the anniversary trip that got like oh pushed to January or whatever. Pushed, yeah, pushed to later. Yeah. Um, yes, it was. I think it was in January. Well, January was our anniversary. Yeah. No, our I an- think that, anniversary the, trip. Not yeah, it was trip. the previous. Yeah, it was January. Yeah. It was the previous year that it got moved to like June. <laughs> uh, so. Our plan is to use our Diamond Celebration Dinner. Do you care to guess? I told you it's Bally's. I, I just want to say, Craig, as your friend and someone who whose advice you surely respect, you might not want to use your Celebration Dinner and then no-play them. You may want to save it for when we go to Atlantic City and then just buy $100 of crab legs at the whatever that restaurant's called in Bally's that you said <laughs> you should oh, yeah. buy the, I don't even remember what it's called, the crab place that's out on the corner. I don't think they're included in the $100 celebration dinner unless that's uh, changed. So you're, you're going to use it at Bally's. That's... The Crafty Crab, is that it? Yeah, so, I, I so, think that's it. So at Bally's, this, um, is, this is the guessing game episode, apparently. Right. Jeez, what's even in there anymore? I know. What's in there that you'd want to go to? Right. I'll give you a hint. That's probably thinking about it the wrong way. 
<laughs> oh, are you going to go to... I mean, I would just go to Harry's, I think. But you can't spend $100 there. Uh, I don't think they're on the list either. But I don't know. Really? I'm not sure. But no, that's not where we're going. I don't even know what restaurants are there. Like, there's Buka, but that's would be clearly preposterous. Right. Uh, I'm not sure. Guys, Chop House. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that upstairs next yeah. to Buka? Guy Fieri's Chop House, man. Hmm. You should just spend it at the Dunkin' Donuts on Toast and Coconut Donuts. <laughs> should. I'll have regrets afterwards. I'll be like, oh, really drunk. Just like, I wish I had $100 worth of Toast and <laughs> I wish I didn't eat all that donkey sauce. Donkey sauce, trash can nachos. <laughs> so, I mean, we're so the options, the boardwalk options really for the celebration dinner, I don't think are all that exciting because Morton's is not included anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we already Nero's. did. Nero's is very cool, yeah, but we did it year. last year. So we want to try something different. And Veracruz. So that's out of Harris. So that, yeah, so that that was my what I was thinking. Um, Gordon Ramsay Pub and Grill at Man. Caesars is an option, but yeah, like we tried that, we weren't that high on it. So I don't know. I mean, the menu at at Guys is is interesting. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll find out. But you know, playing with house money, as they say. So I yeah. figure I'll give it a shot. And in this case, it actually is house money. It is because it's money you really can't take home. Unlike. Gambling winnings, which is not house money. It is your money. Correct. Yes. This is house money in that it's money I can't take home and that I didn't earn it with play. That's right. So that's part. Oh, I wonder, do I have a celebration dinner? I am diamond. Yes, absolutely. You will have a celebration dinner. Yes. You got to use it before January 30th. So that's a reason to go. How do you feel about Johnny Sanchez next time you're in town? Oh, in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad But idea. when, uh. A few years ago, we took our mutual friends to Johnny Sanchez, me and my wife, and and my friend Taylor and his wife. So, yeah, that's an option. That's a good use of it. But uh, it is. But it's a better use to... as an excuse it's... to go to Atlantic City. Yeah. When are we doing it? We're getting close to the time where, if it's happening in 2018, we need to start talking about. Yeah, it. we need to start looking at dates, especially because the last few week uh, weeks of 2018 are probably not an option because of holidays and stuff. Right. Yeah, we need to start looking at dates. I don't have anything off the top of my head, but we need to get serious about that. All right. Anyway, do you want to get into the news? Sure. You don't have any other questions about my amazing trip that's coming up? Yeah, what are you going to do? No play all of the casinos? No play every casino. Hard Rock, Bally's, anywhere that I'm taking free play. Hard, yeah. Uh, oh, I did get offered free Kid Rock tickets for Saturday night. Not gonna oh, t- with the bar? Yes, not going to take them up on that. I'm not, a cowboy, not, maybe. Not interested in the in the Kid Rock. I, you know, maybe I would have gone to a Kid Rock concert like 15 years ago, whenever that was like, he was like a thing. I, I mean, I guess he's still know, popular, but like it, that's not my bag. I is generally like that sort of music, but not Kid Rock. Yeah, I'm mostly over that sort of music now. Yeah. All so right. anyway, yeah. let's let's dive into the news. Do you want to talk about the first one? Because it was in response to, I guess, our our last episode when we had a long discussion about Ocean and how they did, which we will probably talk about the results of this oh, revenue wait. coming up. But as a spoiler, it was very bad. Uh, so yeah, you want to tell talk about what uh, people said in response to our discussion on Ocean last episode? Yeah, so I posted something saying, hey, here's the episode. We talked about things we think Ocean can change, but 
reply on Twitter or in our Facebook group, or I also posted in the Everything AC Casinos group about what you think needs to change. So lots of people said, get the buffet open. Um, several people said, do something with the boardwalk frontage of the casino, which I never really thought about, but that is kind of just a big empty space with like grading and some posters and it could use some stores or some better advertising or something to be more enticing for people walking down that way. Uh, Adam in our Facebook group said the floor is too dark and cavernous, his word. So it seems quiet even when there are a lot of people there. I thought that was an interesting point because I would kind of agree with that. I mean, I think has there ever been a lot of people there? Well, opening night on June 28th when we were there, it was like reasonably crowded, but it didn't feel like as lively as, say, Hard Rock. Even when I don't Hard know. Rock is not I'd say that that maybe the problem. I it certainly didn't feel as lively as Hard Rock, but I don't think it was as lively as Hard Rock. That's true. I mean, I think a lot of the problem is that there just really aren't a lot of people there, so maybe it seems a bit more cavernous than it would otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I think some of... But I do think, like, Hard Rock, when I was there at, like, 2.30 in the morning, the later trip after the opening, it, the casino floor wasn't all that crowded, but it still felt livelier to me. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, lower I, I will agree. I think Ocean is a bit too dark for my taste. Like, it is very dark in that casino. And Hard Rock, it's, like, quite bright, I think. Yeah, Hard Rock's extremely bright. Yeah. And I kind of like the Hard Rock resorts kind of like break casinos a bit more so i never thought advice, yeah i never thought i did but then like i really love showboat uh really like resorts i did not like resorts when it was really dark maybe five or six years ago and they changed it to make it really bright and uh yeah like i like hard rock so yeah there's not really what are the other dark casinos in atlantic city bally's i think bally's is like medium harris i think is pretty dark Oh, I wouldn't have said Harris is all that dark. I think it's pretty bright. Oh, you think? Yeah. The Nugget. I the Nugget is, is extremely dark. dark. Yes, that's yeah. very dark. Dark and low ceilings. So it's a, uh, an odd combination. But, uh, Which, that that, will, spoiler, we'll be talking about the Nugget shortly, too. But Yeah, that's probably the darkest of the other yeah. casinos. I think, Tro- I think Tropicana is, like, medium. It's medium, yeah. Yeah. The brightest, Caesars though. is, like, dark in places, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, but, Caesars is weird. Like... I feel like the table game area is not especially dark, but if you go next to like like the slot area, I think is quite dark. Yeah, like over next where to the, the Toga video, Bar and stuff, I think is, it's yeah. very dark over there where we usually play video poker. That is true. Uh, so Robert B said, add some low cost food outlets uh, and make the video poker better. I think that's a common complaint about both the new casinos. Yeah, Jamar says that. Uh, added to our discussion about the layout he said i always argue that while it's bad it's not horrible he said it's actually a short walk for most of the routes like self-parking to the lobby uh or the rooms the rooms to the restaurants and shops but the room to the casino is extremely annoying which we talked about Mm -hmm. uh he said the biggest punch in the mouth is that there's too much empty space in that walk and there's a potential game changer think about it name one other property anywhere with as dead a walk as that walk in the back where the stores and restaurants are can you name a deader space in atlantic city than back around the i guess you'd call it like retail area you know caesar's next to morton's that is where, where the old poker room is that's <laughs> that that is very dead um 
Yeah, I mean, I, there are. It, def- is, it is dead. Back. Like that walk is incredibly desolate and dead. But uh, I think, on the other hand, there's not like I don't usually find myself walking through that area either. Like I don't think you need to walk through it in Caesars. No, I mean in Ocean. Well, that's a problem for Ocean. Like I think that <laughs> I think one of the issues is that they should make that more clear that that's there. And mm-hmm. and an amenity that they're offering is this shopping. And I think that right. sort of goes hand in hand with the restaurant stuff is like it feels kind of unclear where all the restaurants are. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that long travel. So, I mean, I do think there are some places in AC with like very dead areas. Um, but, yeah, that's that's definitely like up there with as quiet an area as anywhere. Um, I mean, the deadest is the showboat. But. That doesn't count because it used to be a casino and is not anymore. Yes. Um, Vinny in our Facebook group disagreed about our claim that the food was very samey. He said they have Italian, a steakhouse, a Mexican place, a burger place coming. Villain and Saint is casual and delicious bar fare, barbecue, noodle bar, brunch spot, Harper's, tapas place, Sky Cafe. And that's not including Cafe 500, Cereal Town, Ice Cream Place, The Grind, and the food you can get at the wine bar, the sports book, a buffet soon, two lounges, and Top Golf. Uh, so what do you think? I mean, that's a lot of options that he listed for sure. So I, I saw his comment and I said that he may have a point And like a lot of it is that I have not eaten in a lot of places in ocean at all. Mm. And it's something I should try to go out and eat in more of their places. However, people who are a bit more familiar with ocean than I am kind of push back a bit against Vinny and thought that the food offerings are just not good. So yeah. I mean, I do want to try some more stuff there, but um, it seems like whether the food options are really good or not, I, they need to do something to make it mm-hmm. clear. Like there's a marketing issue there in that the perception is definitely that the restaurant offerings are not enough. Right. And it doesn't help that they're so spread out, like all over the place. Yeah. Like the distance between the uh, old homestead and say Sky Cafe, like old homestead. American cut. And not old tips, American cut, yeah. yes. Sorry. <laughs> that, that, those are extremely far apart because one's yeah, in the marina. Yeah, they are really, really far apart. <laughs> one's even in the marina and one's in, on the boardwalk. But they will get Serial Town soon. Yeah, and that's really what we're missing. And we saw uh, somebody posted, I think on Twitter, a picture of Serial Town, the latest update, which is yeah. that it's still only like eight so- small cylinders of cereal, but they've got some crazy looking, very pink furniture with like milk splash accents but still eight little plastic dispensers of cereal yeah yeah <laughs> it's interesting makes me happy every time i see it because i know that just a piece of you gets sad oh that's true I'm, i don't know what it says that it makes you happy when you know that i'm sad but i guess that's just you know that's human, just how human I emotion right i think most people are like that right they just don't admit it so do you want to talk about this crazy rumor thing that came out today sure so Earlier today, some rumors came out on Reuters, I believe, that... Uh, yeah, Reuters, I see it right there in the link. Uh, and the rumor is that Tillman Fertitta, uh, the owner of Golden Nugget, has reached out to Caesars and proposed a merger of the two companies. So there are basically no details out about it, uh, but people are saying it would be the Golden Nugget essentially buying or being, you know, the buying partner in this, but 
the actual company that would remain it would be CET. And there's a lot of benefits to this because it's a really, really easy way for Old Nugget to become public far easier than them doing an IPO. Uh, presumably, I believe that Tillman Fortita would be the CEO of this new company if this went through. I mean, I suspect that's what he wants. Right. But uh, there are, it's really, really short on details right now what he's proposed. No one has any ideas what Caesar's going to say. But uh, CET has not been doing well at all, like in the financial markets. So I don't know. Do you have any comments or guesses? or? Yeah, I mean, so CET stock went up right after this came out, which is interesting. I guess not all that surprising. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, my assumption, my default assumption is that nothing's going to happen with this. Like this seems like it. Is maybe just a shot in the dark, although who knows how far along it actually is. Um, so Ed on Twitter asked, how would this affect AC? And also asked some of the other podcasts how this would affect Vegas. I won't speak to Vegas because I don't know. But for Atlantic City, what do you think? You know, how would if this happens, how would it affect Atlantic City? You know, having now Golden Nugget taking over the CET properties, Caesars, Valley Harris. I mean, so at like the macro level or... However, yeah, both. I mean, I, I think it would make it all the more likely that Bally's would close, which it's only a matter of time anyway, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was my first reaction. My, I mean, my suspicion is that my belief right now is that Golden Nugget generally runs like a pretty good casino and it's a place that a lot of people like and CET runs a pretty bad casino and players do not really like CET. So I would think it would be good for players just because CET is so unpopular right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Gold Nugget would own half of the casinos in Atlantic City then, right? Like, what, four of, is it nine now? Yeah, Ten? four of nine. So I, nine. I, I yeah. think uh, Michael from Travels Lork made the point that, you know, obviously you'd be losing a players club out of both Vegas and AC, which is not great because, um, you know, obviously Total Rewards is just this giant asset that Caesars holds. So it would, Golden Nugget would probably go under Total Rewards. So that's that's yeah, interesting. I assume so. Gold, I think Total Rewards is actually like a pretty big asset for Caesars. Um, so my initial thought was that I, can, I just can't imagine that there's really appetite for any company to own four properties in Atlantic City right no. now with the market the way it is right now because you know w- without some significant increase in the casino revenue, uh, the gambling revenue, which uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We're not really seeing that. So based on that, it really made me think, oh, you know, AC is obviously a total afterthought in this deal, right? So you would end up with this Caesars but run by Golden Nugget company running four properties that, you know, maybe they don't want all four of those. That's just an afterthought. That's not a great thing. Um, so I, like you said, it's a bad thing because – they could close one of them the same way Caesars closed Showboat. They could just neglect them. I don't know. But I, I just can't imagine that it would be a situation where they keep all four of those properties and are, like, managing them and running them really well. Like, I just don't see how any company right now has an appetite, not just to own the four, but to, like, really manage them well and run them well. Okay, so, to like, to push back on that. Like, do you think that Caesars is running their three properties well now? Right. No. So that is definitely like I thought about it a couple hours after I tweeted that. And then I was like, yeah, but, you know, what's the downside really? 
because Caesars, like you said, is not right. really running their property. I mean, Harris is really clearly what they're trying to make the flagship, and the other two they're just not investing in. So, right. um, interesting so, stuff. Uh, normally, I think that mergers tend to be quite bad for consumers and sure. good for companies' financials. But I think in this case, Caesars has run so poorly that this might be something that's not going to be terrible for consumers. I mean, I think regardless, Bally's is going to close. We've said that since episode one. Um, so I don't think that really has any effect on it. But, you know, I'd feel better with Tillman Fertitta running Caesars than with the Caesars executive team running Caesars, honestly. Yeah, although he's never run such a giant company with no. multiple locations in a single market, and now we would have a ton of locations in Vegas and I mean, four locations in Atlantic City. It's not like he hasn't run big companies before, though, right? I mean, Golden Nugget's a big company. Landry's is a big company. He owns the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has like a pretty strong business background. It's not like right, he's only owned the Golden Nugget or whatever. Yeah, and Landry's is a, like, a pretty big restaurant company, um, right. and that's one thing uh, Jamar replied to that thread that Ed started in Twitter saying that, you know, the Landry's tie-in is good. Landry's tie-in means maybe you could even use comps in cities that aren't gambling cities because there are... Yeah, Landry's restaurants. Yeah, like there's a chart house somewhere around here, I think. Um, I, need, I need to go to the Claim Jumper and use my comps. Yeah, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company... McCormick and Schmicks, those are everywhere. At least on the East Coast, Mid-Atlantic. I do not like McCormick and Schmicks. That's my hot take for the, the night. Uh, their happy hour is very good, but I, I don't know if I've ever eaten like a real meal there. Yeah, I think the food is like pretty expensive and fairly mediocre. Uh, so one thing I really appreciated about this news is that it was so completely out of nowhere. And it really felt like just a gift for us, for our podcast, like... You know, some people just talk about sports and they propose random trades. And this feels like one of those random trades where somebody's like, what if we trade Kevin Gosman for Aaron Judge? It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's the same as all. Uh, No, no, it's definitely not that. It's not that lopsided. The one thing I think it said in the maybe in the article that you're going to link or in another article that I looked at, like there was some comment by the reporter that's like, I don't, we don't know how seriously Caesars are going to take this because their market capitalization is $6 billion and Tillman Fertitta's net worth is only $3 billion. Yeah, $4, four billion. Like $2 billion difference. The stupidest comment ever, as if there but, are no such thing as banks that can help finance this. <laughs> like, I just thought it was idiotic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I have an MBA, but I'm such a fake MBA. I mean, I, I wonder how much shareholders are going to pressure this. If this is the real thing, because you'd think that the shareholders would also be interested in new management. I, I think, yeah, if I was a Caesar shareholder, which I would never be a Caesar <laughs> shareholder because they're so poorly run, I would be all for this. Yeah. But again, I would never be a Caesar shareholder. So I'm probably not the right person to ask how a Caesar shareholder yeah. would feel. You're no Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> you don't have $4 billion. I uh, certainly do not. Should we go through the quicker news before we get to the data? Another episode of data. All right. So, yeah, let's kind of blow through this. So Rocco's Italian Kitchen and Market is now open at Ocean. It is, as you put it, pizza and stuff. It's open until 2 a.m. on weeknights, which is good, given that 
I have tried to go get Distrito at 10 p.m. on a weeknight, and it was closed, so... Yeah, I mean, it's like pizza, Italian pastries, other stuff like that. Um, sort of... I can't remember what was in that space previously, if it was the where, other sort so, of markety type place. So where is it? I can't tell based on the map. Oh. It's not on their, okay. their site map. It looked like it was in the place that used to be sort of a similar, like, market with stations where you can walk up and get a sandwich or whatever. It was not pizza and junk but i think was it luke's was that the market that used to be there uh i have no idea yeah uh i think it was i'm gonna say it was luke's is the market in the basement of the borgata or the market like right next to the front desk at caesar's yeah those are the two things exactly like those two things yeah uh so i I mean (laughs) yeah late night option is good hopefully quick get in get out if you need a bite which is something that happens to me frequently i mean i could totally see myself going getting a slice of pizza at like 2 30 in the morning after being out you are a man who's been known to need gelato. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, I'll probably have gelato, too. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm more excited about it. I am I love late-night options, not just in Atlantic City, but everywhere. Um, yeah. you know. I do, too, except for the Joe Rock Cafe. <laughs> I cannot recommend anything more than not going to the Joe Rock Cafe. Uh, but we talked about the dining options at, at Ocean, and now they have another one, so that's good. Good. Uh, so a closing, one less dining option in Atlantic City. I just heard on Twitter from Justin S. that the Ruby Tuesday in the outlets is permanently closed. Scale of 1 to 10, how devastated are you about no more Ruby Tuesday? So I will say, when I was in college in, in Tempe, in Arizona, we would often go out and drink heavily on Mill, which is like the big run of bars in Tempe. And there's a Ruby Tuesday right there. And we would frequently, after drinking at like 2 in the morning, we would stop by Ruby Tuesday and get some really heavy food that is quite necessary oftentimes at at that hour. And it was always a delight to be there and just eat anything, really. And they also had $1 beers that late at night. $1 beer? Yes. I mean, they were like very small glasses, but it was still $1 beers and cheap food. But I don't know if I've ever gone to Ruby Tuesday other than in that state because, I don't know. I'm I've, sure it's not actually very good. But anyway, zero. But I do have fond memories of the Ruby Tuesday, but in Tempe. There was a Ruby Tuesday. It's probably still there by near by where you live now and where I grew up. Uh, there we, is. We used to go semi-regularly. They have a very large salad bar. Uh, so the thing about the Ruby Tuesday that I believe I heard from Eric Rosenthal of the Vegas Confessions podcast is that it was always packed. And I don't know if you were ever out there at like 11 in the morning. It was packed right when it opened because you could eat there. And park in their little parking lot and like leave you and they would like validate or whatever for something stupid like six or eight hours, which doesn't seem like a good business decision. So you could just like park there and either go to the beach or go do all your shopping at the outlets without having to move your car or pay in one of the paid lots. <laughs> it sounds like if the Ruby Tuesday was full, maybe for, it was a really good business decision. Just for lunch, though. You get one wave of people and then you can't get anybody else in because nobody can get in the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, you validate for like five hours or something, and then everyone has to clear out, and then the dinner crowd comes in. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, But clearly it didn't work well enough because they are gone. Hmm. Uh, Another, an opening, good thing, we're just alternating between openings and closing. Uh, There's a beer hall going up between Heyday Coffee Company at Maid out on Tennessee Avenue. So 
That's exciting. I didn't know that that was happening. They apparently hope to be open, I think they said, like, within a month, which seems insane given the state of the place. But uh, Route 40 posted a picture of it on Facebook where there's now a big light-up sign that says Beer Hall in giant letters, which to me I think looks very cool in, like, vintage AC. I'm fairly certain we've actually talked about this Beer Hall on the podcast. Really? I think Uh, so. Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) With all the other Tennessee Avenue development. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's probably true. And, like, back when we were talking about the hotel, con- the container park hotel, the mm-hmm. shipping container hotel. Yes. Okay. Probably right. Anyways. <laughs> it's cool that it's opening soon. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll that be good. that block needs more stuff We haven't t- to make the we, walk out there not seem so shitty. <laughs> we haven't been to the uh, beer hall down near Tropicana. Uh, we have not. The bungalow beer garden. The bungalow beer garden. Yeah. yeah. We need to do that. We do. It's probably close for the season. Yeah, probably. So speaking of beer, the DeWalt Brewing Company, which I think we first talked about many, many episodes ago, yes. like 40 episodes ago, probably, they were supposed to be moving into the space next to Little Water, uh, like a year and a half ago, probably, and then we never heard anything else about it. Well, we heard that they are now no longer going to be moving into that space, and there's a different brewery that's going to move in called The Seed Project, opening in early 2019. Uh, I don't know. So... It sounds like a different brewery might be moving in, maybe. Yeah, so the the beer hall pictures reminded me of this DeWalt Brewing Company. And so I went looking for it and just didn't see anything. Their social media was totally quiet for almost a full year now. Uh, and I remember when we went to Littlewater and did the tour, I asked about it. And they seemed very, very skeptical. So uh, I tweeted to Route 40 and them, like, drudged up some you're a plus old tweet. <laughs> I was like, Hey, what's happening with this? And both of them were very quickly like, yeah. Uh, and little water had some more details saying like, they're not coming anymore. Route 40 said they might still be looking to extend their like small business, whatever entrepreneurship funding that they got from, I think the state uh, to move into Atlantic city, but they're not going into that location near little water at the very least. I would be kind of surprised if anything happens just because they've been completely silent on all media fronts for over a year now. But uh, cool that there's that going in there. The other thing that they tweeted a couple minutes later that Little Water tweeted to me is that there is that uh, brewery and also an axe throwing studio next to them, also scheduled for early nineteen, <laughs> early two thousand nineteen. What do you think about an axe throwing studio next uh, to a brewery and a distillery? It seems pretty dangerous to me, but it's like I think that's a pretty popular thing now. That kind of thing. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking about it because the red fest is open here in maryland which is a pretty big deal and axe throwing is a big draw there but it's not the first axe throwing studio that i've heard of opening so it's the first one i had heard of and then i looked it up and apparently it's like a big hipstery kind of trend yeah it's a and, bi- it's a big thing and not unheard of for them to serve beer not only yes. be you know beer and liquor adjacent so you know obviously my first thought is like axes and, and alcohol that's a bad combination but i don't mm-hmm. know apparently it works other places uh yeah so do we want to blow through some uh g2e stuff yeah nothing nothing big g2e just i you know i follow uh mark Meltzer at melts vegas on twitter he mm. m-e-l-t-z vegas uh he's always at, at g2e and i'm always very jealous at, at all the stuff he posts but he's like a great follow during g2e just because you see all the new slot machines and stuff um so one thing is this insane digital crafts table. I think it's called like roll to win crafts and it's by the same people who do the shoot to win crafts um, where it's the entire tub is a screen. And yep. so like all your bets are digital. 
I'm guessing the roll somehow like reads digitally. It just yeah, seems it reads insane. the bottom of the dice. Yeah, yeah. They, so they talk about it quite a bit on the latest uh, Vegas Confessions. So I think if you want to hear more about it, listen to that. Are you are um, you interested in this this crazy digital craps table? That uh, not really, but I would play it probably. I don't think it's something I need in my life, but I wonder how much of the craps crowd is really into the sort of tactile, sort of classic game that craps is and looks well, like. They're still tactile. They're still dice. You still throw them. It's just, but it's not felt, man. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like... I, clearly, I think that this is attempting to draw a different audience than the typical craps player because it and looks it insane. It looks one like one dealer a, instead of four. It looks like a laser most show. Importantly, yeah, that's the biggest thing for the casino. So to have a big full craps table with only one dealer, that would uh, yeah, that'd be helpful. Although if it's like the digital blackjack dealer, uh, the rules will probably be horrible. It's just like half half the table is like a big six and eight or something, right? Uh, Everyone likes big six, big eight. Yeah. It's been removed from most, most tables. I was at a bar mitzvah right. last weekend, and it was a casino night for 13-year-olds. So I rolled crafts with 13-year-olds. That was a first for me. Did you bet a lot of big six and eight? I, I did not, but they had it on the table, and I was like, yes, And you're like, I hear that just placing the six and eight <laughs> is a much better bet than the big six yeah, and eight. Like, Listen up, 13-year-olds. I know it's your big day. You're becoming a man. And now it's time for you to learn about the world. Yeah, your first real piece of advice. Stay away the from this. The shit pays even eight. money. The shit pays seven to six. You figure right. out which one's better. They're like, what? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so more GTV stuff. There is a MacGyver slot. I don't know if you grew up watching MacGyver like I did. Mm. I watched it a little bit. I have to see this MacGyver slot. Perhaps the most shocking thing is that there is nothing but net two. I mean, of all of the games to get a sequel among that line, nothing but net was clearly the right choice, right? Yes. So off to the side of that picture, there was clearly something that was whatever Pharaoh's secret temple. And I don't know if that was Pharaoh's secret temple too. I couldn't tell. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about bringing back Pharaoh's Secret Temple or Pharaoh's Hidden Temple or whatever it was. That wasn't very Danger good. Danger Arena. I did not see Danger Arena in the photos, which is good. Danger Arena should be a, a relic of another time, something we never have to see or think about again. Uh, so that was cool. Nothing But Net 2. I'd try it if it came. I enjoyed Nothing But Net. But yeah, you, love, you were a big Nothing But Net fan. Yeah, I mean, it was... Basically, like, you're going to lose, but it's going to be really, really slow, and you're not going to earn any tier credits while you're doing it. Which <laughs> it's exactly it's, what you like. It's, it's, it's all of the boxes. It's me. It's basically, like, me distilled into a computerized digital skill-based slot machine. It's like if I took a personality test with a computer, <laughs> it would spit out that slot it machine. It would say to, nothing to take but my money. too. Yeah, just to take <laughs> my money. Like, this is the optimal way to get Craig's money. All right, so oh boy, let's I think do it. it's time to dive into the September and also the Q3 data for the casinos. And uh, it was real bad. I don't know. Is there anything else to, to say? Hey, resort-wide, September was up $7 million, right? That's pretty terrible when you consider that <laughs> Ocean and Hard Rock added $40 million. Yeah. That's real bad. True. Uh, our data says it was up $16 million. I don't know where I got seven. Uh, it's, it's still uh, not good. Oh, 7%. 7%. 7%, 7%, 7% yes. not $7 million. Yeah. Uh, but still, 
you know, not great. No, it's bad. Every single casino, well, not surprisingly, the last month over month, considering August to September, but uh, they all, except for Tropicana, who, you know, Tropicana just keeps on being Tropicana, lost year over year. Every single casino lost in the Q3 year over year. Yeah, uh, that's not good. All of them significantly, except for Gold Nugget, who's only down 1% in Q3, so... Yeah, Golden Nugget just kind of chugs along also. They were down 3% yeah. in, in September year over year. Bally's was only down 6%. I don't uh, know. Oh, in September. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, Harrison's users were, were big losers in both, both in double digits for the but quarters. I mean, that's... I think <sighs> certainly if I had to choose the two losers, they were Hard Rock and, and Ocean. Yeah, so obviously we Hard Rock have... putting up a $25 million month, which I think is real bad for them and what they want to do. And Ocean with a $14 million month in September, which is abysmal. Yeah, I mean, it's 14.9, Kyle. That's not... Mm. It was almost 15. But it's funny because I listened to our previous episode uh, and I said, oh, I really hope we're seeing them stabilize at like 20 and they don't drop down to 15. And then here we are at 14.9. So so listening to that, knowing what the data was, was kind of like, oh, God. Even the revel in the first iteration made 16.8 million in their first September. So, So, but their October majorly dropped off, right? Yeah. Uh, Their October was like 9 million. And as I told you on Gchat right after this came out, I think we're past the time of single digit casino winnings but i don't know we'll see this winter i wouldn't be surprised to see some single digits get put up there i i really hope not i i, I just can't imagine it it would be so I awful mean, if it's uh, resorts or ocean i think you never know in like november or J- january yeah, like a february could, short month it could happen and, and i think so i think there was the same number of weekend days in september for both yeah, it was, so a, there it was, was a five a, weekend September. I mean, for both, I, I will for, say the the weather was horrible. Yeah, September was just a giant turd for weather, just completely humid all the time, raining. Yeah, rain all the time. I think the weekend you went was like the one nice weekend day of it all. Wasn't of, even, of yeah, all of it wasn't especially nice even when we were there. So, uh, so yeah, just rough numbers. I mean, ah, man, I just uh, it all looks it's it's so disappointing. I mean, so I know we had these I'll, hopes. I'll say just to go through Q3 real quick, uh, I mentioned Golden Nugget was down at just about 1% year over year Q3. Uh, Tropicana was down about 5 and Borgata was down about 6 And then the other four casinos that were open last year were all down right around 10 So, Yeah, that's bad. 10% that's, is bad. It's real bad. And so the four casinos are the three CET properties and resorts. Yeah, so so Q3 yeah. is basically the summer, right? So, you know, July, August, September. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's bad. Uh, and, I mean, so we talk about Hard Rock, and it's still in fourth, which it was last time. But, as you said last episode, fourth is bad for them. Like, that's, that's bad. not a good thing. Um, Remember when we said they were going to be Borgata? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's just it's so bad. I mean, I, 
it's funny because the the ocean number is so awful at 14.9 that it almost right it, makes it you overshadows forget. the hard rock number but, i mean certainly like the real showstopper here is the fact that ocean had a 14 million dollar month in september but hard rock at 25.9 is atrocious so i don't know hopefully you know joe lupo comes in and works the magic and and brings that number up but uh yeah it's it's ugly i mean is there anything else to add we've talked a lot about uh. David I mean, what, last two what, episodes, what would you have said to me if I told you Q3, so like the first three months that Ocean was open, it would be the lowest grossing casino in Atlantic City? Because it is the lowest grossing <sighs> casino, even lower than resorts. I would say that I would not be so surprised, but I'd be like horribly disappointed. And that's where I'm at. Like I'm, I knew it was possible. But I just didn't – I really wanted to believe that it wouldn't happen. Yeah. But I think I think, sort of the – if you want to sort of be optimistic about it, at least in terms of comparing it to Revel, like you said, I think the days of, of $9 million a month are over. And I don't see them going down to, you know, 9 or 10 in October, which I feel like is almost like me just daring them to do it, which is what happened when I said $15 million last episode. Oh, we'll see. Uh, let's see how they compared with, with 2012 Revel. 2012 Revel, 54. So they're about $4 million lower in Q3 than Revel was yeah. uh, shortly after they opened. Yeah, it's bad. It's It sucks. I hope that the data stabilizes over the winter. and mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, Revel had a ton of debt. They had the power plant situation. Cer- certainly the cost side of the equation is far more under control, but they are doing worse on the revenue side than Revel was, and that's real bad. Yeah, so I think uh, I think it was in the Everything AC group, uh, Roger Gross, who's a casino uh, industry analyst, said basically that uh, even at, Maybe not at 15, but certainly at like $18 million, uh, Ocean can make money. So that's a good thing. You know, that shouldn't mean that they're not just completely bleeding money. Um, well, well, we'll see. I mean, I think their income statements for Q3 come out like it'll be like beginning of November, I think. It's usually about a month later, right? I'm not sure about the. I'm not, yeah, I think that's about right. It'll be interesting to see if they're like massively profitable. That'd be hilarious. Mm. <laughs> Like all this hand wringing and they're just raking. I I doubt it. I mean, yeah, the sure. way it's it's been stated by uh, Bruce Dyfic is that he is cash flow positive. Certainly, nothing has ever been said about income. So, <laughs> yeah, I suspect that will not be the case. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully, we'll have more positive stuff when the October data comes out. And I'm going this weekend, so you can bank a solid like fifty more bucks for Hard Rock. So I, I will say, yeah, the the one takeaway, I mean, certainly we talk about it all the time. Tropicana, Golden Nugget are really the two success stories. But another big takeaway for me is how well Borgata is doing compared to what we believed, I think. Because we thought that Ocean and Hard Rock were going to be direct competitors to Borgata and they were going to be the casino that's hurting. And they did far better than the three CET properties and resorts. So... Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because we've done all this hand-wringing about, ooh, MGM, you know, people don't like what MGM's doing with the property. Mm-hmm. But, you know, MGM does well. Uh, they make money. Borgata makes money. So maybe maybe it's one yeah. of those things where, like, the people who are super invested in 
the ins and outs of a player's club and little things about the casino experience. That's like a tiny, tiny group, right, compared to the actual casino goers who are bringing money to the place. So uh, maybe we don't have as much influence as we think we do. Scrap my entire monologue about 1983 being the most important year for Atlantic City. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Do we have so anything I, else? I think that's it. So if you want to join us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our content at do for a win.com. You find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, not YouTube. Or reach out to Craig at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin or send us questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, Craig? I mean, I'll be there this weekend. I probably will not be so up on tweeting stuff because I'll be hanging out with, with my wife. But if you are in town and you want to send me a message on Twitter, I'll see it. Uh, or if you just see me probably at Hard Rock or Ocean, come by and say hi. Uh, I don't know how you'd recognize me if I'm not talking, but uh, I don't know. Other people managed to do it. So, you know, you can you can figure it out. <laughs> I will not be in Atlantic City, so... Well, tweeting at me is probably the best way to do it if you want to say, like, yeah. hey, do you want to meet up for a second? I don't know what my wife would say about that. I'm assuming she would think it was, like, mildly interesting that somebody actually cares to come see me. <laughs> so tweet at Craig if you're going to be in Atlantic City this weekend. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. And, and when are we going to record and go through your trip report, Craig? Oh, good question. Um, okay, next week? Yeah, we can aim for next week. All right, so maybe we'll talk to you all next week, and, and thank you guys very much for listening. Maybe the next episode should be, what should Hard Rock change? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's actually a good idea if you want to make a note. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like you'd never think, like, oh, Hard Rock doesn't need to change anything. They've changed everything. But... And then we can have an episode that's like, what should CET change? And then the answer is just everything. Owners.